0: This month, the Book Recos podcast is sponsored by our lovely sustainable friends at Jungle Culture. Jess, I'd not heard of Jungle Culture before they got in touch with us, did you? Yes, they'd actually been on my radar for a little while because, as you know, buying homeware is pretty much a hobby for me at this point. And what I love about Jungle Culture is that every single one of their products is stylish, sustainable and ethically sourced.
1: Like a lot of people, I'm trying to reduce the amount of plastic I buy and Jungle Culture are making that so much easier for everyone. They work with farmers and artisans in Southeast Asia to make the majority of their products and use locally sourced organic materials like reclaimed wood and bamboo and upcycling coconut shells into their beautiful bowls and candles.
0: And of course, Jungle Culture wouldn't be sponsoring if we couldn't give an honest reco. And some of our fave of their products include the eco washing up brushes because it really makes me upset whenever I have to throw away a plastic one. So I'm so excited to make the switch.
1: Game changing. For me, it's their reusable makeup remover pads using a blend of sustainable bamboo and organic cotton fiber, which are buttery soft, reusable and great if you have sensitive skin like I do.
0: All of their products are 100% plastic-free and either fully recyclable or biodegradable. So if you want to do your bit for the planet, whilst helping a small, family-run UK business, check out some of their gorgeous lifestyle and homeware products.
1: And because they're lovely, they've offered Book Bookreco's listeners a 25% discount off their first purchase for the whole of November. When you join the Jungle Culture community, you'll get exclusive access to deals and offers throughout the year including their black friday sale which is coming up as well as tips and inspiration on how to live plastic free easily
0: so visit the link in the show notes or use the code book 25 at checkout for 25 percent off orders over 10 pounds and don't forget to show us what you buy
1: Welcome to Book Crackers, Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Crackers. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about
0: everything in between. Welcome to November. However, we are actually going to be recapping October today because it's been a few weeks and we've missed you.
1: And we've got so much to fill you in on, including Jess's wedding and honeymoon. And we've also got a couple of books as well. Yes. Hi, Mrs. (laughs) Wifey. I'm not going to expose your last name on the pod in case you don't want that. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't know anyone's surnames
0: on Bookstagram.
1: No. Yeah. Don't need to. It's nice. It's just that we live by our handles. Yeah. How does it feel being a Mrs.?
0: It feels good. Do you like Um, it? Yeah. I mean, no one's really called me Mrs. apart from on the wedding day and wedding cards. What Um, about
1: now when you talk about your partner now in your deep like does it take some getting used to saying my husband weirdly no um
0: like on honeymoon didn't really have to do it that much yeah and also on honeymoon i booked it under my name okay because i was the one that booked it all so then we'd get there and then they were calling him mr my surname and i was like (laughs) hilarious probably should have thought ahead. (laughs) <laughs> and like booked it under the new marital name, you know, hey-ho. Um, but we were in the supermarket the other day and I had that, you know, when you were little and your mum was like, oh, go to the checkout, I'll be right there. And it was like yeah. the worst time of your life that happened. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And the woman we behind the checkout clearly see that I was having a childlike panic. She was like, have you got a trolley coming? And I was like, yeah, I've got a husband with a trolley somewhere. And then I was like, oh, I just said husband. <laughs> but it didn't feel weird and came naturally. But then afterwards you're like, oh, crazy.
1: Yeah. And what about wearing the double ring? How's I
0: fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, because I was still so obsessed with my engagement ring, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, some people I think like they're like, yeah, cool. It's just the thing I wear now. But I still like love it so much yeah. that I was like, maybe I'll actually wear my wedding ring on the other hand. And now I've got 2 I'm like, can't even believe I ever thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> also, really love to see him wearing a ring, like actually mind blowing how much of a thrill that gives me to see. Because does he doesn't wear doesn't... rings.
1: Yeah. Does he do what Kel's husband now does? Like, do you remember when she came back from her honeymoon and he kept saying he kept looking? Oh, no, it was his watch he kept looking at, didn't he?
0: <laughs> yeah, he definitely prefers his lovely wedding day watch to his ring. <laughs> Probably does... for mine. Um, does
1: he... he keep looking at his...
0: Yeah. He, because he doesn't wear rings, he was like, yeah. am I going to... I don't know if I'm going to like this. And actually yeah. I was like, you will, when you do like it took, it takes getting used to. Yeah. So yeah, that's fun. Get that tan line there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're um, so precious about everything. He was always be like, mm. like we did a day trip out. Um, and so like, you no, know, we put our rings in the safe cause we were like, don't want to lose them in the ocean. Be really sad to lose them in the That'd be very Caribbean sad. sea. Um, so there's actually not that timeline because we were
1: always like we'll just keep them safe yeah. yeah um so I'm pretty sure people are going to be on Tenter hooks to find out about your wedding obviously along with this episode we'll have posted some pictures yes. right right so have a look at the grid for yeah.
0: and I- I'm going to caveat that quickly and be like I did actually marry someone like, it wasn't just my wedding, but you will not see a photo of him because he's very private, doesn't want his photo yet. So I promise there was, like, a second party in this wedding. <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day. they can just And think it's that not me because you got he's married. not
1: good looking. But other, for people like, oh, do you think she just doesn't post a picture of him because he's ugly, that's not the reason either. Just yeah, to- I wouldn't have married him if he was ugly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I promised there was someone else there. Um, but yes, I need to select a few. I'll send them to you and you can help me shortlist. Nice. Um, but yeah, I actually thought, because I don't like weddings follow everyone, you know, there's a ceremony then there's a drink search and there's a meal and there's, a, you know, so I actually thought what might be a fun way to talk about it would be to give some tips. And these are tips that no one told me.
1: Oh, that's a good idea.
0: So there's some for before on the day and then after. Nice. And like loads of people tell you loads of things, but also they always tell you the same things. Yeah. And no one said this any of this to me.
1: Oh, I'm I'm interested. Okay.
0: So my my recos or tips for before are you will never know if it is the dress. The message that you are told is you'll just know. You'll just have this feeling. You'll just You won't. And I found it really fucking creepy the way that like you end up with the dress you end up with because you've tried on 20 others. Yeah. Like you really liked this about one dress and then you liked this about another and you didn't like this one for this. So then you end up with a dress that's an accumulation of all of those things. And I spent so much time being like, but is this what I always envisioned for myself? Mm -hmm. But because I never envisioned anything for myself, I'm like, well, I guess so. Because I tried on all these others and I felt these things. And I think the whole message... You know, from like when you're younger and you're watching things that everybody knows when it's the dress, and you don't, and you never will. Yeah. And it was actually listening to the Sentimental Garbage podcast weddings episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Where it was Lauren Bravo, the, actually, and, uh... who we had on. No, not the oh, post wedding. Uh, okay. So it was Lauren Bravo who wrote Pre Loved, and she was lovely. She joined us, as you all know. She was like, You're never nervous, the dress. And I was like, Oh my God. Thank you for saying yeah because that has just taken so much, break. it's such an expensive thing that you wear once, but also it's like the most important thing. And like, for a lot of women, like for me, especially, it was like something I was like most excited about. And I've like always yeah. been like, I can't wait to look shit hot at my wedding. And then I was like, am I Which even did. going to? But that took so long for me to wrap my head around. And so I just think people need to know you will never know.
1: And Yeah, okay. I think that's good advice, actually, especially like our friend Cal got married this year as well. And the dress that she had in her mind mm. of wanting, she ended up going in, like couldn't be further different from what she'd originally gone yeah. into. So like you say, like you're never it's never gonna be the one because the one in her head was very different to what she ended up with. And yeah yeah. I think I think that is that is good advice. Yeah. And you did look shit hot at your wedding. So mission yeah. accomplished. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Um, my next one is I've mentioned before a bit about like the Bridezilla thing and how again, sentimental garbage really saw me through this whole process. (laughs) Like Bridezilla is an anti-feminist term, right? I am an event manager and I would never, I would be like, this is what I want. This is what we have to do. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't feel bad about emailing questions to people, calling people like that is my job. But as soon as it was as a bride, I was so scared of being seen as a bridezilla that I didn't want to bother people. And I felt like I had to put all my questions in one email. So it'd be like less for them to deal with. And then when they weren't replying to me like the fucking dress situation, I guess my other tip is don't get for a bespoke dress. It will only bring you a world of stress. Don't do it. Just buy one off the rack. Um, when they're ignoring you and not getting back to you, I was like, oh, I don't want to be a bridezilla and like chase them and get shitty with them. But if, it, if I was paying them as a supplier in my job, yeah, I would, but for some reason I couldn't. But I was still paying all these still people. paying them.
1: They're not doing like, it. Perfectly.
0: I am their client. And so I found it really hard to not come across that way, even though yeah. I literally did it for a living.
1: And I also think a huge part of that is, and I'm not saying it was in your case, but the term bridezilla comes about because most of the time, not the burden, but the response, the vast responsibility of planning weddings falls on brides. So grooms aren't the ones asking questions because the responsibility a lot of the time falls predominantly on the women so they're yeah. the one who then get that term um so there's a whole there's a whole that side to it as well of yeah yeah
0: yeah and I don't agree with it ladies or grooms if you're listening and you and you're the one planning you have paid these people to do this job for you yeah hold them accountable get the responses you need, make sure they have all the information. Cause yeah. I was also like, Oh, I don't want to like seem like such a control freak that like I'm checking. They definitely know the timings of the day, but actually yeah. if the, if I didn't, and then they didn't know the timings of the day, how annoying yeah. would that be?
1: But also so, you have to sign so many contracts from their side and agree mm-hmm. to so much from your side of payment deadlines and yeah. you know, whatever, but there's no like, it's a two way street.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh go get them ladies and men okay then my last one is just to soak up this what my colleague called your happy special time because like you will never have this ever again and I kept telling myself that I was like you will never be your bride again like wear the fucking veil even though I wore it for like literally half an hour in the end because I loved my pot so much (laughs) I was like so excited to wear a veil but then I was like this plait has got to be shown
1: (laughs) um
0: so yeah, like sometimes I'd be like, oh, this is so annoying. And I was like, no, do you know what? I'm never going to do this again. I plan never to do this again. Yeah, so like, yeah, I am going to put that on my Instagram stories and I am yeah, going to do this and like make a little highlight. Sometimes if I'm on like a long car journey, this is on my personal Instagram. I love to like look through my highlights. Like I've got one of my nephew and I like just like nice. watching him go up through. So like they're literally just for me and no one else. So I was like, yeah. fuck it. I don't care if people think I'm. I've gone wedding crazy. I'll never get to be wedding crazy again. So I'm going wedding crazy. So yeah. do that.
1: Also, the people who don't go wedding crazy are people who had shit weddings. So
0: Well, you heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> um, so then my tips for the day. Nice. Um, Which maybe, I mean, everybody that has got married was like, oh my God, it'll go so fast. It'll go so fast. And it does go so fast, but they didn't warn me about the weirdness of it. Like, I just felt like, Someone else had put me on a carousel that I was going through, even though it was me that had orchestrated the whole carousel. And I had put my, like, <laughs> I was just like, oh God, oh God, I'm already in my dress. Oh, oh God, like it's the ceremony. Oh, I'm at the end of the aisle. I don't remember yeah. being at the top it, of the yeah. aisle. And then, like, in the whole ceremony, we we're just looking at each other, which is great. It was about us. But then I was like, wonder how that looked to other people. Got just the weirdest, weirdest thing. And then you get thrown out into the drinks reception afterwards. And then, like, the grooms already said hello to everybody yeah and if your groom is as polite as my groom he'll be like you need to go and say hi to everybody so then it's like such a chore for the bride too and then has to go around saying hello to everybody and then like the feeling of the carousel doesn't end because then everyone's like
1: how are you having the best day yeah like, I think it must just feel part- groundhog day right as well because a lot of people are asking you the same question
0: yeah a bit and and I hadn't really prepared an answer and they were like Are you having the best time and I like, also at that point it's too fucking soon I haven't started to have a good time yet because I've done the formalities had photos and now I'm here yeah. and like I just kept saying to everyone I'm having a weird time like because <laughs> I was like oh no one warned me that it would be so weird and like yeah. obviously it was all good <laughs> but like yeah I think so many people had said it will be like this but you you won't know until you're in it and it's yeah yeah but then like, like I always knew the beginning would be the formalities and then yeah. we move on to the fun and then like it was lovely um which then brings me on to my next one is that those people like try and spend as much like stay together spend as much time as you can together which is why actually we had a table just the two of us at the dinner yeah. which was partly because our families both of our parents are divorced on both sides it would have been like the longest top table ever yeah. to be in existence and also when I go to other people's weddings and they're sat with their parents I'm like you must be having such a boring time <laughs> even though my parents are super fun but i'm just like oh, no so actually my it was like my biggest tip is do a table with just the two of you because we had like a full debrief we like grounded each other we played a I, game at our table like
1: yeah.
0: it was very nice to do that and then i was like cool we know we've had this time and like made the weird carousel end as well so
1: yeah
0: <laughs> would recommend that <laughs>
1: And Um, I would say as well, like the games you put on everyone else's table also then made sure that everyone else was like had, you know, when you go to a wedding sometimes and like sometimes you get like, you're never going to see a lot of these people again. And you end up talking about like, oh, so what do you do? Or how do you know so and so? And but actually your games were like really fun in the sense of like, I'm trying to think of one of the ones now, but like who would you do an SAS bootcamp with? Yeah. Broom or bride. And then like that just then opened up the most like crazy conversation on the table that was so in, like enjoyable and fun for everyone.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I don't want to say I created that game, but I've never seen like in all my like Pinteresting or anything. I'd never seen a wedding where they did who would you rather on each table. And so I made made our own games of who would you rather and then you circle bride a groom. And then we also put a box for like the reason why, because we wanted to hear why people had chosen us.
1: Yeah. And then it Mm -hmm.
0: meant we got to read them after the wedding. And so yeah. I haven't seen anyone else do it. So maybe I have created it. But I also don't want to say that's quite a bold claim because I'm sure there's like (laughs) weddings all the time. Um but yeah that's good to know. And yeah, a lot of as a result, I think, I don't know if we had already done it or because we knew we were doing that game, we tried to make sure there were like friends and family of both of us on each table where we could so that there could be debates. Like yeah. if there were some people that knew him better or something, then like they could both, you would learn about the other person through the people that you were on a table with that knew them. 100%. For example. Yeah. Yeah. What I will say is that I did not come off well. Oh my God. <laughs> like every one of the one of them was quite good one of them was who would you wh- would you who would you rather rob a bank with and yeah they, quite a few tables selected both of us because they were like bride it would be the most organized operation in history groom because he'd be the getaway driver like i was like cool right. these people are really enough but then literally every single one was like uh we did who would you rather be your drill sergeant
1: that was it drill sergeant oh yeah your
0: table just put no thanks no one <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, basically, all my friends and family think I'm a terrifying dictator, so I love that for me. Mm. Including my actual, my actual family, my table, my table with my sisters and my parents, wrote groom. It would be like South Korea if it was Jess as prime minister. I was like, fantastic, love that for me. Thanks, everybody. A lot of it did come from a place of love of me being super organized. But yeah, yeah. when you read that many, yeah,
1: <laughs> you're like, oh, my, really?
0: I've I've got a really
1: consistent brand here
0: yeah but equally so did he because and also I don't agree with it but loads of people were like choosing me because he would be inept and actually like he's capable of a lot of things
1: he just but, doesn't have to
0: yeah right exactly so yeah it was really fun and I'd recommend doing that because then like it's fun for the guests and yeah. but then also you get to read them all afterwards and it's really fun yeah. um and then my last tip no, that's not my love. No, that, they were my tips for the day. Fantastic. And then my post tips are, no one warned you how emotional it is to read cards. Oh my God, we could only read four at a time because we kept crying. Like, thank God we had a few days before we on honeymoon. Because yeah. <laughs> we were still in that like love bubble of over being overly emotional. And then like you read a card from like a relative and it's got a really lovely message about oh. the two of you. And you're like, and because we asked for charity donations as our wedding gift, It was then like even more emotional when someone had written in their card, this money is for you. We have also donated, but we really wanted you to have this. We were like, this is... (laughs) Losing our minds. was it anyone had set up a camera in our house. It was just like this constant stream of tears. Uh, And then my next tip would be, don't do a delayed honeymoon. Six days for, actually it was five days at home was like the perfect time because we all played round as the day.
1: Oh, I was going to say like...
0: Yeah. So like some people will be like, yeah, we're going to honeymoon in a year.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: The, the best thing about honeymoon is that you are in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. So, like, but also don't go immediately. I mean, Kel didn't, I know she had a fantastic time, but like, I really loved our days at home. They were super chill. Yeah. We were eating leftover cake. We were t- doing cards and shifts because we kept going, yeah. like <laughs> really nice to like unpack a bit from the wedding and yeah. have that and then go. So I'd recommend like going a week later, but going like, yeah. don't wait a year.
1: Yeah, um, because then it's like, oh, it's just a holiday. So tell us about the honeymoon. then
0: It was lovely. Yeah, it was nice because like we were still in the honeymoon phase. Um, we went to the Bahamas. We, bless his heart, when we were, he was like, where should we go on honeymoon? We were thinking about safari, whatever, blah blah. blah. We were like, we actually just want to chill. Like, safari is very, yeah, you have to do so much early starts, blah blah blah.
1: Yeah.
0: So I was like, how about the Bahamas? we book it all. And then afterwards I tell him, can't wait to be Mary Kate and Ashley. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, the only reason we're going to the Bahamas is because of Mary Kate and Ashley's film Holiday in the Sun. I've wanted to go there ever since then. And as a result, I booked us a few days at the Atlantis because that's where they stay in the film. And he was like, okay, cool. (laughs) So did three days at the Atlantis Hotel as seen in Holiday in the Sun, which was basically just so we could play in the water park. So we did a few days of busyness and water parking, and then we moved on to an adults-only all-inclusive where we could then chill, be adults, and eat Nutella crepes every day.
1: And all-inclusive drinks.
0: Yeah, so much rum. Oh my God. Like every cocktail is basically just rum because you're in the Caribbean. Yeah. And it's like three quarters rum, quarter other things of course other things couldn't even taste other things like every drink just tasted of straight rum whether it was like a sex on the beach or a mojito like were you drunk
1: pretty much the whole time then
0: i think because i had eaten so many nutella crepes like i was never drunk (laughs) like and (laughs) eating so
1: all inclusive
0: yeah all inclusive for me is about the food not the drinks like obviously the drinks are great but i'm such a greedy girl that for me it's about like where's my next snack or meal or food coming from
1: and were there like you know someone all-inclusive holidays have like restaurants as yeah. well. what were the restaurants like
0: there were 10 restaurants um so there was like an Italian one there was teppanyaki we did one night which was really fun there was a sushi one there was an Italian one there was a French one so like there's a nice. seafood one yeah. so you kind of like can choose your vibe I like um, that yeah
1: because then you still feel like you're getting dressed up you're going to a restaurant exactly. but it's also like a five-minute walk you don't have to like get in a cab and worry about getting home and like when on your, on your honeymoon like that's the vibe the vibe. you, you just need it
0: all right there yeah you need to roll home and then do you know what the best thing was I just every night when I was ready to go to sleep we just literally fall asleep and really? like, I don't do that at home and it made me realize I was like wow and I think because we were gone for 10 days and, it, yeah. and we'd already been off work for a week like I just did not think about work yeah or the wedding (laughs) (laughs)
1: because
0: before then there was also that on my mind every night so it was like wow and now I'm back I don't sleep like like damn really need to go on my honeymoon (laughs) yeah so yeah it's been a lovely October really fucking bizarre that before we went it was still hot it was like lovely gorgeous October wasn't it hot and sunny I was in a vest and then I think 10. the day we flew, it dropped by 10 degrees and then came home. And I was like, fucking freezing here. What the fuck? I left a really hot country, as in England being a hot country. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously went to a hotter one, but then came back and was like, oh, not how I left it.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh. And now so the clocks have it's changed. Like this
1: from here on out now. Yeah.
0: So that was my October. How was your October?
1: <laughs> Nowhere near as a, um, eventful. Um... Yeah, the, there'll be some pictures in our post today, but I'm also well aware that <laughs> Jess's are the pictures that you need to you need to look at. Um, I've obviously had your wedding, and other than that, my October has been pretty. Um, like work has just been really busy for October. I had a few events, so that was my uh big stretch after your wedding going straight into two um two events which was pretty intense um and I just had a really nice day at Tillingham Wines which deserves a shout out that was so nice where is it it's in Rye so mm-hmm. I spent the day in Rye yesterday that as well which is very cute and like loads of independent shops like if um I think they're having like a Christmas day soon like late evenings. Where nice. they're like every shop stays open till like nine, and there's like they're serving like mulled wine and all the shops and stuff. Mm. And because there are so many independent shops, I think it would be such a great place to go Christmas shopping. And also there were so many bars and restaurants that were genuinely delicious. That um, yeah, it would be a really nice place to to go Christmas shopping. So we stayed in Tillingham, um, Tillingham. Wines, which is like a vineyard, so you had like a tour of the vineyard, and so there's there. like rooms there, yeah, nice rooms there, and they are gorgeous rooms. Again, you can
0: just drink loads of wine and roll to a room,
1: roll home, mm-hmm. and also because it was raining, like it made it even nicer. Like, didn't I could wear like nice heeled boots because I was like, I'm I only Not walking on, like ten paces. <laughs> this is great. Um, and did like a, a wine tasting, and they do like a six course tasting dinner menu and each course was served with a a wine fleet which I've learned a new word there (laughs) which was delicious um so definitely would recommend that it's very cozy as well
0: Mm, nice perfect for autumn
1: perfect for autumn lovely yeah I've just
0: looked at the time oh shit (laughs) I've really waffled on so shall we move on to books and would you like Um... to start us off (laughs)
1: I, actually I don't have to
0: talk again. We need to talk
1: about books. <laughs> so did one. I. We're um, just
0: bringing one each that we've read, because obviously there's, yeah. we've read more, but they're going to come up in things like Dolly Auditon's book. Hello.
1: So over to you, Lauren. Shall I kick off then? Yeah, um, then. The book I am bringing is the second book from the Marlow Murder Club by Robert Thurgood. So I think I've spoken about the Marlowe Murder Club on the podcast before, yeah. like Cozy Crime. I read it because of our last podcast episode, we both started talking about Cozy Crime and um, Only Murders in the Building. And then you reminded me that I'd read this one and not the follow up. So after that, I was like, do you know what? There is a cozy crime-shaped hole in my mm-hmm. life, especially like we don't, like this podcast is not a space for us to get into it, but the world is just very heavy at the moment. Yeah. And sometimes a book just needs to be some, a pure yep. skepticism, ridiculous, not believable in the slightest. And that is exactly why I turned to this book. And uh, so the second one is called Death Comes Tomorrow. And it is, uh, it's the same three women: Judith, Susie, and bex Are you know they live in this tiny little town in Marlow, and um, somebody dies, like this very rich man dies, under what they think are suspicious circumstances at his um on the eve of his wedding, actually, and he's getting married the next day to his nurse, and so all of a sudden, everyone's a suspect in the eyes of Judith, Susie and Bex. But the police don't want to treat it like a murder. They think it's, you know, it's just a tragic accident. And Judith, Susie and Bex have nothing, you know, no other option but to take it into their own hands. And no other it, option. Yeah, nothing <laughs> at all. Um, But it is just ridiculous, but just brilliant and like so cheesy. But also quite smart judith loves crosswords and um she is a crossword setter so she's got a very like smart brain in connecting mm. you know like clues with abstract you know whatever yeah um so highly recommend if you're looking for something that's just an easy light hearted read and do you have to have read the first one to read the second no you don't Mm -hmm. i'd say if you're going to read it you may as well start with the first but they can both be read on their own as well you just get a little bit more of a you 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 are able to bring a bit more of a reference to the characters but that's it
0: right so it's and it didn't matter that it'd been so long since you read the first one no not at all because actually Mm. they like tell
1: you everything you need to know yeah remind you of everything you need to know. Perfect. So I actually have you to thank for that one because <laughs> off the back of our last conversation, I was like, do you know what? Yes. Cozy nice. crime. Perfect timing as well.
0: October, yeah, need some crime.
1: escapism. Tick, 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 tick. Perfect. Yeah. What's the book you're going to bring?
0: Well, I don't know. I thought maybe if I tell you the ones I read on Honeymoon, then you could yeah. um, choose one. But so, then equally, I've just thought, yeah, do we want to stick with this vibe of, the world is heavy. Choose a escapism. Really easy read.
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: Yeah, because actually, I've been really enjoying becoming busy mates with Kristen Hanna and you reading have. all of her books. But they're actually all really heavy. Not not really yeah. heavy, but like they are. They cover serious topics, yeah. or there's like bad things that happen in them. So actually, I'm going to shortlist it down to the feel good ones, which I guess are probably Sophie Kinsella's The Burnout. Or A uh, Happy Place by Emily Henry? What would you rather?
1: I think let's go Sophie Kinsella and then okay. save Happy Place for uh, another episode. A happier place, yeah. Yeah, and also Burnout is, I'm seeing it everywhere at the moment. Like, there's big budgets for that. Mm,
0: that's because Sophie that's Kinsella's nice, the everyone. deal. Okay, well, the burnout is about, I mean, you'll know from the title. Sasha is overworked, so when she runs out of the office and tries to become a nun, it's clear that something needs to be done. Signed off from work for three weeks, she heads back to the seaside town she visited every summer as a child, but hasn't been back to in 20 years. She needs to recharge and get her spark back, and this feels like the perfect place. So, yeah, she's working for, like, a really jazzy startup company that she loves working for, but they can't retain any staff and so she keeps getting pe- chucked more and more people's workload she's doing like five people's jobs and doesn't recognize that she has burnout like can't even cook in the evening she's lost her sex drive she's just like can't deal with it anymore so much so that she literally runs out of the office to try and join a convent then runs away from the nuns and runs into a brick wall so then wakes <laughs> up in hospital and they're like you need some time off so she gets like three weeks off work And her mom is like, we are going to fix you. You're going to do this, like this blog about like 20 ways to recharge. And like, it's like drink, um, noni juice and do yoga and have kale and whatever. Um, and then she remembers that they used to go to this gorgeous So town can't remember the name of it now, obviously, um, uh-huh. <laughs> it's in February, so you know. But like, I, I still love a seaside town in the winter when, like, you're all in your yeah. coats and you're walking along the beach and that kind of thing. So yeah. she goes to stay at what used to be when she was younger, this like gorgeous hotel where only the posh people stayed. They actually didn't stay there themselves, but now it's so run down. She's like one of two guests. She's oh, she's asked her mum has been on the phone to them. She's like, yeah. you must get kale for my boss. I'm her <laughs> PA. She must have a sea view. She does have a sea view, but the windows are boarded up. So that yeah. kind of vibe and you get there and you're like, oh my God, how on earth is going to be relaxing? Like, and also because they will, they're just trying to give her all this healthy food because her mother slash pretend to BPA has told them to. She's like, I'm so hungry. I just want like a chocolate and scones. And they keep like not giving her champagne and things. She's like, oh, I just <laughs> want all of these things. And so then she's like, goes to the beach each day to try and complete these 20 things like yoga and meditating and whatever. And then there's another guest there who also used to come when he was younger and is currently escaping his hard life. And so then they hate each other at first, but then they realize look, we're the only two guests like and we're both fighting over the beach every day. Let's just start chatting and they start chatting and getting to know each other. And they both bond over the fact that when they used to come, they used to have surfing lessons from this guy called Terry. And they're both like, all of my life lessons were learned from Terry. Like he taught everyone to surf and he used to say the ride is it. And it was his thing. And Terry is still around, but he has, they never say dementia, but it's like dementia. Like doesn't really remember right. what's going on. Yeah. And so then that's really a moche. And um, it's full of all the gorgeous, cozy, healing things you would want it to be. Like yeah. really funny bits. There's a bit of a romance. There are some sad bits as well. Like the reason she hasn't been back is because she always used to go there with her dad and her dad's no longer around. Obviously yeah. burnout's a really serious issue, but it's all handled in this like, Like you will feel healed at the end of the book, even though you didn't have burnout at the beginning.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. that sounds great. Yeah. It was really nice to read like on a sun lounge. At first yeah, I was that. like, oh my God, she's so stressed at work. Like, what am I doing? Is this going to make me think about work reading yeah. this? But actually the that beginning bit about work is over and done with so quick.
1: Yeah, Sophie Kinsella
0: doesn't shy away from the action. She's like, this is the plot. Okay, we're in. (laughs) Which is fantastic. And then even though it was like a really cold beach in February and I was like sweating my ass off in the Caribbean, I was like, that sounds really lovely. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, thanks for choosing that one. It was lovely to talk about it again and think about it again because I feel like I read it like three weeks ago now. It's mad. Two very
1: feel-good books
0: but totally different genres
1: but very different genres yeah exactly but that is i think just the vibe for winter months
0: yeah and they are it's the first of november today it is lauren's birth month lauren's got a big birthday coming up yeah in i could never do the maths when it's days of the week you start on the next day yeah like this goes out on a Wednesday.
1: Oh, right, Wednesday. You say
0: Thursday, yeah? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then do you count the day that it's on? Yeah, I know, I don't know. Oh, three days. I'm saying three days. <laughs> so when our next podcast episode comes out, it will have been your birthday. It will have exciting. Do you yes. want to tell everyone your
1: age? Turning thirty. I feel like we I talked about it. I actually don't feel as worried about it as I thought I would or because i think because people keep telling me that 30s are where it's at so yeah. and i
0: think too it. many too many shows like the friends episode where they all have a crisis turning 30 quick quick side note rest in, mm-hmm. in peace um yeah they, they they didn't help the narrative but they didn't 30s are going to be great
1: yeah 30 flirty thriving
0: oh so flirty and thriving <laughs>
1: episode then like subscribe the rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us
0: and if you don't already then subscribe to our newsletter at www.bookrechos.com and share our podcast with your reading buddy because if they like to read the same books as you they might like to listen to the same podcast as you
1: see you next week <laughs> wow <laughs>